Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Robbie Hummel, here we go. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see as this thing populates and get some people in here. Um, talk some uh, last night. Uh, we'll see if this works here. And uh, it does. Look at I did it correctly. I'm so good at technology, Rob. There you go. As you can tell. Improving here. We'll, we'll start to see some people trickle in, and we can talk a little bit about uh, – Talk about that double header last night that wasn't at the same spot, but man, uh, it was not good offensive basketball, Rob. That's no. one thing we can say about both those games. It was, you know, they just looked young all the way around. Michigan State, not as young, obviously, but in the first four minutes, we were like, man, Michigan State might get blown out. And then yeah. it just completely flipped. I, I texted you, you know, what, 10 minutes into the game, and it was like, man, Michigan State. They really don't have a point guard. They're missing Cash Swimston. It, it it did not look good. But I think that you made a really good point when we were talking about Wisconsin, whether it was last week or two weeks ago, about experience. And both of those games last night, the more experienced teams. Now, Kansas isn't like ultra experienced, but they have guys. Marcus Garrett is, is a guy that's played a lot of basketball. Ochai Abaji has been through it, certainly. Um, David McCormick, who – played probably about as poorly as he could have. He's terrible every game. He's been awful, and I've been hyping him up, and he has been awful. Well, we, we got to even you out. You make a good call about the experience, and then yeah. you, you've been hyping McCormick. So. I've got about 50%. So. Exactly. That's about, about your average. So, but at the end of the day, experience played out, and experience won those games. And that's totally true on the offensive end of the floor because, honestly, all four of those teams defensively are pretty good. Kentucky, really good. They're going to really guard you. And Isaiah Jackson. <laughs> that length, Rob? Hey, how about – you? Were, and I know Olivier Saar got in the game at the end. Yeah. But Isaiah Jackson was – he was playing the majority of the minutes in the second half. And they played him that's together the, a little bit. But that's the bright spot, isn't it? Yeah, the bright spot is Isaiah Jackson. For he, he definitely is the bright spot. But, but to finish my thought, experience won these two games. And it definitely showed in the offensive end of the floor. Because those two young teams, Kentucky and Duke, they got they got some work to do on the offensive end of the floor. I'll tell you what, point again, freshman point guards, right? Duke and Kentucky, Jeremy Roach, Devin Askew are both solid. 
but they certainly didn't look spectacular. I mean, honestly, they didn't even look like guys that were ranked in the top 25 coming out of high school. They both look lost. They haven't really made their teammates better. They haven't been all that assertive on the offensive end for themselves. I love Devin Askew coming out of high school. Loved him. But I think he – the problem is you've got Devin Askew and Jeremy Roach leading a team, both of them, leading teams in which there's nothing established. There's nobody that you're going to give the ball to that, that, that's going to be like, all right, I've been there. I've really done that. Give me the ball, and I'm going to go make a play. There's nobody like that on either team. Yeah, and I, I think that you have to talk about how hard it is for a freshman to come in and run a team. As the point guard, you're the floor general, and, and you have got to come in here, assert your personality, assert your game, and, and that's a good point. Like, you're not coming in with, with Zion Williamson. This isn't right. a situation where you've got guys or even veterans who have who have played a lot of basketball, and it's, it's very apparent. I, I thought Duke's guards really struggled. And DJ Stewart – He's a Chicago kid, so I've seen him a little bit. Man, he he just – I don't want to say he didn't look ready for that stage. I know he played pretty well against Coppin State, had some pretty good numbers, but he just looks so skinny. He looks he does, he looks so small, which which is crazy because he's a highly recruited guy. And, and it's it just – it's a hard position to come into. It's like being it's like being a quarterback and coming in as a freshman and, like, dominating the position. You don't see that very much. And when you do, no. you're probably throwing to guys – that are going to the NFL, and he's probably got an offensive line who's going to be able to protect him. And right now, those guys, they don't have that. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how those two teams in Kentucky and Duke kind of grow from this. So let me let me go on to Michigan State. You're a Big Ten guy. Uh, you were watching it last night from Big Ten Studio. Um, to me, were you at Big Ten Studio? Or, oh, yeah, you were. You were. You were in there. Uh, for some reason, I thought you were home for a second. Um but now I remember you. Big mug. Your big mug last night. It was scary. Uh, anyway, uh, Michigan State. To me, again, good win, no doubt. You got Duke at the right time. They're young. You're older. But I still have major concerns that this team, I don't think they're a national title winning type team. Can they get to the Final Four? Absolutely. It's Tom friggin' Izzo. No doubt. But to me, their point guard situation Foster Lawyer is a good backup, and I'm not even sure he's really a point. More right. kind of a two-ish. Undersized shooting guards. Yeah, he really is, and he is undersized. I mean, I, I thought first time I saw him, I really did think he was a manager. I did. I mean, he looks like 12. He's he's really small. Like I when he saw you, he thought that you were a, a you know hacker blogger or something. I, I, he's got same. me right. He's got me right. I got him wrong. He's got the scholarship and playing minutes at Michigan State for Tom Izzo. So uh, all the power to him. And I like Foster Lawyer as a backup. And I like Rocket Watts as a two-guard. And there goes the question of why didn't they have somebody to step in to replace Cassius Winston? They knew he was gone. Yeah. I mean, you would have thought that he might have been gone the year before. So that certainly is a question you can ask. I want to talk about – I saw where Tom Izzo said there's no asterisk next to the, yeah. the win. And I I agree. Like, everybody's dealing with this. Sure. But at the no end of the day, crazies. that yeah. is not the same Cameron Indoor that we've seen for the last 50 years – or not right. 50 years, but really since Mike Krzyzewski took over. Yeah. That's yeah. not the same. Now, and give him credit, though, Rob. You can't, you they can't didn't play at Duke. They didn't have to play at Duke. They could have tried to play, like, a neutral site somewhere else – Part of the reason, from what I was told, they didn't play in Indy was because 
they weren't comfortable that Kansas and Kentucky were going to be in the same arena as them because totally different protocols in the Big Ten and the ACC from obviously we've seen in the in the SEC. And we, I'd love to get your take on the Gonzaga Auburn thing before we 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 get down. We'll we'll circle back to that later. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, there, there's no asterisk ne- next to it really. But again, you don't have the biggest home court advantages to me are Duke and Kansas. And when you don't have that, it's different. I think that's a really good litmus test for kind of what we're going to see this year. It's it's yeah. not going to be the same. It's not going to be a deal where you see these overwhelming because Duke does. I would love to – if I don't know if there's any way to do this, but I would love to see exactly how many points that generates for Duke or for Kansas. or got to be three or four. Got to be three or four. I think it's more than that. I, I think it's a 10-point, 15-point wow. type deal where – yeah, because I think that, A, the calls, yep. I think referees, not by any fault of their own, but the home team usually gets more calls. And I do think that, especially when you're playing young teams, there's guys that get totally overwhelmed by the moment yeah. and get totally overwhelmed by the atmosphere. You know, I, I had a teammate in college that we were playing at Michigan State, and in warm-ups, he, he had to stop. He was he got an air ball, and they were crushing him. Like they were literally crushing him. You can throw Chris Kramer out there. You throw Chris him Kramer. There. It's not Chris Kramer. <laughs> he he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have let that. Pop. I know. That's why I mentioned him. He was like popping his collar to the right, student. Right, right. Like he was embracing that fully. This is a guy <laughs> didn't play. One of the funniest people ever. But like they were riding him, and he literally just went and sat down. And yeah. then the next year, he didn't warm up. Now he was couldn't handle it. He just – he was like, why should I? I'm not going to play in the game. Wow. <laughs> he was never going to play in the game. And it was one of those deals where it was like, why should I go out here and subject myself to this? So, like, I know it affects people. And I, I do think that it's not an asterisk, but it's certainly – it's not the same. But that's what we're dealing with. So, Michigan State had to go in there and play well, which they did. Um, as for the point guard position – it's going to be by committee. Like that, that's what it's going to have to be. Rocket Watts, like you said, is not a point guard, but he's a gamer. Like he he's going to rise to the moment. Yep. And I yep. think uh, I think he showed that last time. I think Aaron Henry, who plays the three for them, will slide over and he can bring the ball up. He's kind of like a Swiss Army knife, anyway. Yeah, he made some plays. He, he, he actually was great with he the did. ball. In his you hand. know, what? it's funny because Coach Izzo traditionally has kind of crushed him. Like he's really gotten after him and expected more from him. And last night he was very complimentary. So maybe Aaron Henry is going to turn on the page and, and Coach Izzo's, uh, he's not in the doghouse anymore, which is good or for him. Or maybe it's Rob. He lived in the doghouse before. The kinder, gentler Tom Izzo, uh, through the pandemic. He just got COVID, got over COVID. Maybe, maybe Izzo's mellowing a little bit. Who knows? And for now, for now. Yeah, he still gets after those dudes pretty good. And there's, there's one coach in college basketball that yells at his guys as much as anybody in this town. No doubt. So yeah, Michigan State, like, again, do you think they are a, a national title contender? I know we haven't seen everybody yet. But I've seen teams. To me, Rob, I start with this. When I look at a team that can win six straight, I start with a point guard spot. Yeah. It's like, tournament. And the NCAA tournament, right. no question. And I cross it right out. Like to me, and maybe it's, it's, it's too early, but I start right away and I'm like, you know what? If you don't have a high level point guard, I, I don't, I don't know if you can, 
if you can win six straight. And, and you know, Marcus Garrett, and we'll move on to him in a minute, we'll move on to Kansas. Like, I don't think he's the highest level point guard, but, man, he's a great defender at least. He, he's a winning player. Correct. He does everything that you would ask a guy to, to help you win games. And I thought that offensively he was more aggressive. Think about Marcus Garrett his freshman year, and he was a highly recruited oh. kid. Like, there's no doubt. Like, people wanted him out of Dallas. Yep. People weren't guarding him. And they had Devontae Graham. And they had studs. Like, so they were, people were, were worried about other people, but to not be guarded. Your last night he was a threat. I want to say he made a three, uh, made a, made a step back, was getting to the basket, but dude, he's just a winner. He, he's just, you he talk about him. Defender the weather. Hey, he meant, yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't, he's been sick. Uh, which by the way, when they said that, it's like, what a, it's such a weird time to be sick. Well, what do you do? Like I had people. I, I called them out and I said, hey, what a gutsy performance from Marcus Garrett. And I had a bunch of Kentucky fans saying, well, he shouldn't have played. He was sick. Shouldn't have played. <laughs> and it's like, what do you do with those situations? I think somebody said he tested negative twice before the game. Yeah. So flu-like symptoms, are you going to shut down everybody who, who's got a, a stomach ache? And, I mean, he looked like crap by the end of the game. Don't get yeah. me wrong. He did. Yeah. No, that's, that's definitely true. I, I don't know. I don't know how you handle that. I don't know what you're supposed to do. I, I guess what Kansas did, test yeah. them. And if they're negative, then they play. And they're not to play. Yeah, exactly. I thought with with Kansas, Jalen Wilson's a stud. And I didn't know that. I didn't. Who did? I mean, he was committed to Michigan and then ends up decommitting going to Kansas. Clearly, Bill Self did. <laughs> he says he recruited. Well, it's funny. They, they, they liked him a lot, but I think he got hurt early last year. I remember them saying to me before last year's Champions Classic, I think he warmed up in that game and maybe played a little bit. I don't really remember. He didn't make an impact. And I remember them telling me, the kid knows how to play, but he's not very athletic. And I actually thought he was more athletic last night. He may yeah, no. What would change the game is Isaiah Jackson is blocking everything. Guards coming in. Uh, he was making it tough for him to score over the top, um, especially when Jalen Wilson would drive him. But those threes he made, you could tell he he was he was feeling it. He, he took a heat check after he made two, but he changed the game. I mean, he really kept them afloat when Kansas could not score, and that that, that was game changing to see him play like that. He, he was he was the difference in the game. I thought the crazy thing to me was that when watching the first half this afternoon, and I couldn't watch it because I was watching Nebraska last night. It felt like in the first half, like Kansas was up like five or six. I just, I kept feeling, I was like, Kentucky's been so bad offensively. And I look at the score and they're, they're up like, you know, eight or nine. And that, that's a credit to Kentucky's defense. But offensively, man, Terrence Clark, BJ Boston, those guys, they're having a hard time making perimeter shots. And that's the understatement of maybe the year. The, the, the floor is compact. That the health defense is going to be. I mean, especially those guys get scouted more, and it really feels like Brandon Boston wants to go right about 95% every of the time. time. Every time. They are going to sit on his right hand so hard. And that's that's going to be scouting. Is that come? That, that's going to happen. There's no there's no doubt that's going to happen. 0 for 10 against Richmond from three. 3 for 21 last night against Kansas from three. Rob, why the hell doesn't John Calipari – just go find the best damn spot-up shooter in the country every single year. Like, seriously, if I'm recruiting for him, aren't I just saying, like, I need a 6'5 dude who can just stroke it, 
doesn't really have to put it on the floor, be average defensively. Go get the elite shooter of the class every year, whoever that every is. Year. Every yeah. year. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I hear the same question from Indiana fans. They can't shoot. You know, and they, they were better until they ran into Texas yesterday, but I, that's a great question. I, I assume it's because you recruit to, to who you've won with and Cal's been able to get high level athletes, but can also shoot the basketball. You know, he, he hasn't, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's a really weird deal. I, I would, I would think it's like Alabama and football. Why don't they ever have a good kicker? Wouldn't Nick Saban just go in and be like, you're the best kicker. We're the best team. Come on down. Like, exactly. How hard is it? It's the same thing. I, I don't get it. I have no idea. I mean, they watch every year. They're watching AAU. We know who the best shooters are coming out every single year. Right. And, again, you've got a lot of the same on this team. Again, you've got big, long wings that are athletic, can get to the basket, are great in transition, and they're going to be they're going to be really good defensively. Oh, they're already pretty good. Yeah, they're already very good. Right. They're so long. And, again, like you said, Isaiah Jackson with Olivier Sar down low. Um, the key for me, again – I think the key for me on both Duke and Kentucky is, again, Devin Askew, uh, Jeremy Roach, are either of them going to be upper echelon guys by the end of the year? Neither one are ready now. We see that. We know that. But that's fine. That's fine. They're both freshmen. I, I feel like with Duke, I, I really think that they maybe need some more structure. How many times did you watch that game last night and think, man, Duke just stole an easy basket there? Yep. It's contested jump shot. I mean, Matthew Hurt made some really nice plays. He was over the top of people. He's he's making contested shots. I just felt like in in both of those games, like nobody got a back screen for a layup or like a a, a curl for. A, I mean, it was all like. But how much of that was point guard play, Rob? That's that's totally part of it. But it's right. also, I think, experience. You know, just the ability to steal points. How can you find a way to, to get four or six easy buckets? So then when you have ISO, you've got to work on two. Ton of ISOs last night. It was one on one. It was, yeah, it was straight for your man out there. It was, it was not, it was not a lot of offensive basketball being run. That's for sure. Not Did you like what you saw out of Jalen Johnson? Um, he was, he was okay. I, I, I don't think he was great. He didn't blow me away. What what was his line ended up being? It was eleven, maybe. What yeah, eleven. I mean, he's he's certainly young. He's certainly talented. But again, you're going up against more experienced guys, and I thought the difference in that game was honestly Michigan State's role guys keeping him in it. Totally. Really totally. He he has. I I want to say I read this morning that he had a meeting with Coach Izzo about his playing time and. Really? You know, he went to him and said, I wasn't happy with my role. Well, he got the opportunity and props to him for being ready yep. and taking advantage of that and going out there and playing well. But him, Malik Hall, those guys, they gave great minutes off the bench when Michigan State really couldn't score. And they, they were they were down big early, but that, that's that's what was impressive to me. It wasn't just like Rocket Watts and Aaron Henry. There was other guys really getting it done. NFL football continues on this week, which has a few surprise teams at the top of the standings. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. The NBA title odds, they're out. The Lakers, the heavy favorites at plus 275. The Bucks, plus 600. How about the Nets with KD and Kyrie at plus 650? No, I don't trust them. Uh, Clippers with Kawhi 
and Paul George plus 650, even after their uh, earlier exit. Celtics plus 1600, do not like them with Kemba being out as long as he is to start the year. Sixers plus 2500, can Doc get them uh, right? No matter how schedules change or players uh, play, Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every game this season with the fastest updated odds in the industry. There are always more options to wager than anywhere else. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So before we preview uh, tonight's games, and we got some good ones tonight, I, I want to give me your biggest surprise so far. It could be a team, could be anything, player, team, you name it, through the first week or so of the season. What has surprised you? I'm gonna I'm gonna go Liberty. You know, I think Liberty, they're in the Space Coast Challenge. They beat South Carolina, they beat Mississippi State, they lost a bunch from last year. You know, they were an NCAA tournament team last year. Top three scores. Yeah. yeah. And they they were really the, the pan they're one of the stories to me that the pandemic like totally screwed. Yep. Just like Penn State, kinda like I mean Rutgers at least gets a chance to redeem that. Yeah. A lot of guys back, your coach is still there. Um Unlike Penn State, but yeah, I, I think I think Liberty's my my pick. They've gotten off to a great start, two and one. I'll go with a team, and then an overall. I'll start. The overall is just that this many games have been able to be played. Like I, Cynic, you. I know I was like Mister Negative <laughs> going in, or at least everybody was saying I was like Harry Negative. Yeah, I was. wasn't. I'm just reporting the, the the teams who were shut down and seen it get worse and worse, and now. There's about 35 teams shut down at, at every one time right now, and, and the CDC looks like it's going to move. Yeah, that's big for basketball. 14, yeah. 10 days. That's be huge. Be huge. So if they do that, I think you're going to go from 35 at a time, and and that that may spike here after Thanksgiving. That may go from 35. We may have 45 next week, but right. afterwards, once it settles down, especially when league play starts. I think we may be down to like 20, 25 teams, which is, hey, listen, at least if Duke, if Duke is playing Michigan State and Kansas is playing Kentucky, nobody gives a shit that George Mason isn't playing, that Alcorn State is shut down, that St. Bonaventure's coming back from their, their, their pause. Nobody cares. I'm going to guess that St. Bonaventure's players would be, would beg to differ with you. All right, I'm saying the overall college the overall the NCAA. How's that? The NCAA doesn't give a shit. Right. They just, it's about the NCAA tournament. It's about getting there, and it's about getting the marquee games on television. That's right. That's right. So, all right. That My other biggest surprise, team-wise, Louisville. Beat Seton Hall, close one. And, and then they, uh, they take care of Western Kentucky convincingly um, without – Key players. I mean, they're down. Malik Williams could be out for months. So they got no veteran big. Samuel Williamson hurt. They're playing Carleek Jones as their best player, a grad transfer from Radford, and he's been terrific. And David Johnson was good against Western Kentucky. So I, I give Chris Mack credit. He's getting through it now. He's got to get healthy and get Williamson back and Charles Minlin back, the San Francisco uh, transfer, and then maybe they'll have some depth. Biggest disappointment, Rob? I was going to say Indiana, but then they redeemed themselves today. I mean, I was so surprised. No, I know you're laughing because of the Purdue-Indiana thing. I really was high on them. I had them against Tennessee you Tech. You hate IU. 
You hate him so much. I don't hate him. I really don't. Arch, Archie Miller recruited me. He's a good dude. Like, it's one of those deals where, like, if you if you don't like the coach in Indiana as a Purdue player, yeah. it might be easier. But I really like Archie, and I, I, I really do respect what he's doing. But with the Stanford win today, I'm not going to go Indiana. I'm going to go Northern Iowa just because wow. everybody was talking about them as an NCAA tournament team and a team that could, you know, make a run. And they're 0-3, lose to Utah State, just just because – and really that's surprising because Ben Jacobson's teams are always so solid. Like, yeah. they oh, yeah. who they're supposed to beat. And they – a lot of times they go and knock bigger people off because they're so fundamentally sound and they play the right way. So I'm, I'm, I would say they're a disappointment that they're 0-3, but by no means do I not think that they can turn it around because they're so well coached. I got two, again, I, I... – I don't know why I'm doing this, but I am. Uh, Memphis, number one. Uh, you can you can lose to Western Kentucky. You can't follow it up and lose to a VCU team that's in rebuilding mode, right? They were good last year, though, and, and then the, you lose pieces. You know? Yeah, but, like, they have veterans coming back. I mean, that's that's right. the one thing. All their guys last year were freshmen. Right. I felt like Boogie Ellis, DJ Jeffries, Damian Waugh. And, and then you add in Landers Nolly from Virginia Tech. They're still waiting on DeAndre Williams, the Evansville transfer. But um, you, you, you're, dig, you're digging yourself a hole here, and the AAC isn't isn't strong enough. We're losing UConn. It's not a strong enough league right now that Memphis can be down in, in non-conference play. Luckily, Houston beat Texas Tech. If that didn't happen, right. the league would really be in trouble. Now, the league that's really in trouble is the SEC. Auburn loses to UCF. Mississippi State loses to what Clemson and Liberty, Kentucky loses to Richmond uh, and Kansas. Uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, somebody else lost uh, a pretty bad one. I'm trying to think of who else. Who else lost a bad one? Um, wouldn't be Vandy. Wouldn't be Tennessee. No, they haven't played yet. Yeah. Tennessee hasn't played yet. Uh, oh, LSU lost to St. Louis. Not a bad one at all. St. Louis at St. Louis, um, no no shame in that one whatsoever. But yeah, I mean that that's big. Alabama loses to Stanford, not a yeah. bad one, but you got to win those. Yeah, no doubt, especially with the expectations of this year, where it's Nate Oates is finally you know his yep. time to shine. They're looking like a top twenty five team coming into the year, and they didn't play like win. Rob, the best win for the league, South Carolina over Tulsa so far. That's the best win for the league. Like you got to get going here, or else you put yourself in an equation where you're like a four bid league. Yeah, because you're beating up on teams that haven't done anything. And the issue that with that is that the SEC has made such a commitment to basketball. That's right. That, that's the problem. Like yep. if it happened 15 years ago, you'd say, well, they they care about football, basketball, exactly. matter. Now you have coaches in that league that are are you know top tier. Yep. And it's not just Kentucky anymore. It's and Tennessee's going to help that. They're going to be good. You know, Rick Paul, yeah, they just haven't played yet, which hurts. Yeah, you know, right. but no, that's oh, that played. And serious money spent by the SEC's school. And you worry, you know, you recruit You've gone to the SEC. Right. You know, you look at where all the top guys are going. A lot of them are going to that that league. Yeah, they got good coaches, name coaches, like you said. Mike Slive kind of started it before he passed away, and and, and put a lot into basketball. I worry about Tennessee and Florida both coming back from quarantines too. Could that hurt two of the teams that we're talking about as maybe saving the league? And, and again, there's just less inventory now for those two teams 
in the non-conference. They lost out on some big boy games. Yeah. It's not and are they going to get enough? Yeah. No, I totally agree. Be interesting. It'll be interesting. Um, all right. Let's preview, uh, before we, we wrap here. Uh, let's preview tonight's games. We got some good ones. We got some good ones. We'll start, uh, West Virginia against number one in Zaga, uh, is part of the Jimmy V and Indy. Uh, first of all, are you surprised this game is being played, played since I, I believe two Gonzaga players are still in Florida quarantining at this point? Um, tested positive, one of them, Julian Strother, right before the game, the day of the game, they played Auburn, but hadn't been Auburn. I'm not sure if that game would have been played, uh, but <laughs> Mark Few and, and Bruce Pearl and the doctors said, let's march on. And uh, they played. And the good thing is, listen, obviously for Gonzaga to be playing today, that means nobody has tested positive yeah. since then, or at least we don't think. Maybe there'll be more guys that don't come out tonight for the yeah, game. That would be interesting. We have like a super spreader team that's just traveling the country. We don't need that. We don't I, need I that. hope not. That would be awful for the game. Um, it's, it's, yeah, that's, I'm really looking at the front court in this game because with West Virginia's bigs, Oscar Shibway, Derek Culver, yep, those dudes are grown men. And with Gonzaga, they have so many pieces they can play a lot of different ways, but. I think it'll be interesting to see if you see Drew Timmy at the five and you see Corey Kispert at the four, oh something's got to give, right? Like yeah, you do. Yeah. Something's got to flip the matchup on that. And yep. I always think that's such a fascinating part of the game where it's like, you know, can the smaller guys shoot these big dudes off the court or does West Virginia just pound them on the glass? Um, West Virginia's guards are certainly going to be tested. Jalen Suggs has been so good for Gonzaga. I mean, he he is number one pick. Good. You hyped him up, and you talked about him as, as good as he is, and he's better. He's he has been better than that. So I I will give you props on that. He's been so good. Um, it, it's going to be a great game. I, I'm really looking forward. But I think the chess match is what I'm most looking forward. What to. What would you do if you're Mark Few? Are you are you starting big, and if it doesn't work, then you're going small, and you're putting Kispert at the floor? I would start small because then yeah. I can go big. And with Kispert, like Derek Culver can't really – he can't guard Corey Kispert. There's no way. No, no, no. And you see it. Like, this This kind of reminds me – we played Kansas in the NCAA tournament my last year. And they're they're playing Jeff Withy and Thomas Robinson. And we just we we just went small. So I got Thomas Robinson chasing me around. He hasn't guarded a perimeter player all year. Like, it's – now, we had to block him out. And we were lucky he played probably about as bad as he had. We ended up losing anyway. But – like, that's the type of thing. Corey Kispert can, can get going early, and you can almost shell-shock your opponent. Like, Jeff Withy didn't play the rest of that game. Really? They, they couldn't keep him on the floor. We were playing five guards. We were getting pounded on the glass. Yeah, that's what I, I'm afraid I, of. I Kispert first. Yeah. And then if we're getting crushed, we can always go big. We, yep. that, we could always do that. West Virginia's going to have to make shots from the perimeter. Up. That has not been their M.O. for about like Deshaun Butler. Miles McBride yeah. is going to have to make some shots. And yeah. if he can, and Culver's got to show up. Like, that's the other thing. Derek Culver, good Derek Culver is great. Yeah. But bad Derek Culver is like he doesn't show up at all. It's a wide spectrum. <laughs> it is a wide, wide spectrum. So, um, listen, Gonzaga, if you guys are listening, like, they are worth the price of admission, and I know you can't see them in person, but ultimately, like, you got to watch this team. They're so far, they've been about as entertaining 
a team as we've seen over the last few years, haven't they been rough? I, yeah, I, I can't think of anybody where I would say they're they're more. I, I just I think after last night's breakfast, I'm looking forward to somebody making a shot. Like that's what I'm really looking forward to. I, I might I might do cartwheels in my house if somebody shoots over 35 percent from three. I don't think Carolina's doing it right now. They got 15 points with uh, nine minutes left in the first half. So I, we haven't been watching it. But I guess anymore. What are we doing? Hey, how about Shaka's hair, Rob? Shaka never cut his hair again, ever. I didn't even recognize it. I I, I was shocked. Is it crazy? He had such a look to him. You know, he looks good with hair. But like I just. But why do you ever, if you're young, why do you go without hair? I don't. know. I only thought you were losing it. If you're going bald, then you would do it because you look, look better. Look at him. No, he's got plenty of hair. Unless he did something there, like mixed it in with some Rogaine or Keeps or whatever those things are. I don't know. I'm going to need it. reminds me, dude. This is so funny. What, I was our player rep for the NBA in the, with the Timberwolves. <laughs> we had this meeting in Vegas where all they invited everybody in the league to go. And the player, everybody could go for free. They put you up at the uh, – the four seasons inside the Manley Bay, and they just wanted you to go when we elected Michelle Roberts to be the, the president. Okay. So they're interviewing these candidates. I will never forget this. This meeting was a total shit show, like total shit show. And they have three CEOs of companies, one of them who is Michelle Roberts, who ended up winning the – she got, the, like, the popular vote of the player. And there's this guy. I forget what his name was. He was a CEO of a company, and Josh Smith – Literally rings in. We all, it was like we were at the UN. Like you could press a button and like you could like talk into the microphone. <laughs> no way. Josh Smith rings in and he literally says to this dude, he goes, Yo, is, is that Beijing in your hair? And Beijing is like the Carlos Boozer stuff that <laughs> he, used, he used to put like paint on his head. This is like a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. And Josh Smith asked him, <laughs> It was, dude. Paul Pierce like asked if we could start our own league with like the money of the players association. It was, it was hilarious. Like people were, it was a total clown show, but then we elected Michelle Roberts and yeah, it was, it was. Can the Guinness book of world records give 2020 world's greatest delay of game. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't, you have to keep moving. And that makes hiring even more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world. Because Indeed gets you the best people, and they do it fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it, and they'll see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash good. This is their best offer anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash good. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Did I ever tell you the time a few years ago I had a host uh, at Mohegan Sun? I was just there, actually. 
and and in the room where I had to do this, I had a host. Have you ever had to host those things when when you when when they have the events? Oh, like an event. Yeah, yeah. So I had to host it, and uh, the group was like Coach K. It was Duke. It was Danny Hurley. It was um, Will Brown of Albany. A, a bunch of dudes, and I'm like, you know me. I'm like, I'm not going to have this be boring as shit. I've sat through these things before, and these kids are so bored. Right. I'm like, I'm going to spice it up a little bit, right? So you bring up four at a time. And first one I did was with Dan Hurley. I got him going. Um, I knew he was a big Cincinnati Bengals fan. So I basically forced him to do the Icky Shuffle. Remember Icky Woods? Yeah, I'm shocked he's a Bengals fan. Yeah, Ooh. big Bengals fan. So literally have the video still, or somebody has it, of him doing the Icky Shuffle. Didn't want to do it, but he did it. And I'm like ripping on everybody. I'm having fun. I think I'm ripping on Mick Cronin was there, killing Mick for something. And then it gets it around to Coach K. And everybody's like, all right, what's he going to do? And uh, and I had just come uh, Oklahoma City, right? It was KD was with Oklahoma City at that point. They had they were playing the Celtics that night. I had gone to shoot around first and talk to KD, who I've known since he was like 14. And we were talking. I was telling him I had to, I wasn't going to be at the game because I was going to host this thing where, where Kay was at. And um, so I said to Kay, I said, hey, you know, I, I just saw your guy, KD, you know, from the Olympic team. And, man, he was raving about you. And, uh, and we were also talking about, you know, how crazy it is that, that you still – you don't have any gray hair. And uh, and KD said it's because you color it. Man, the look I got from Coach K was, like, ferocious. For Like, he wanted to jump across and beat the crap out of me. And uh, I have people coming up after, and they, they, I won't say who. And he's part of the Part of the Duke camp. They came up to me, and they're like, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> you should not have done that. I'm like, come on. It was funny. Yeah, it was funny, but yeah, I, we're hot and cold. What's that? We're hot and cold. Like some, we're fine. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not going to kiss anybody's ass. Yeah, right, right. Like that's honestly to me that's payback because I, I visited Duke and uh, this is hilarious. Chris Collins had been like sending me like some like handwritten letters and stuff, and I was like, okay, they're recruiting me. Like this is great. Like I'm, I have offers from a lot of the Big Ten and. I had an offer from UNC Charlotte, so I went down and visited them with Bobby Lutz, and I, I visited NC State. So I really liked Herb Sendak, and they had, like, Mark Phelps, and Archie was there. Yep. Well, I go over to, to Duke because we're there. I've been getting mail, so I'm like, yeah, they're recruiting me. And <laughs> I go to the scrimmage. And after the scrimmage, I mean, it was like Reddick and Sheldon Williams and Josh McRoberts. They were good. They were really good. And I'm uh, sitting there afterwards, and Chris Collins comes up, and he's like, hey, coach wants to come talk to you. Um you know, hang tight. He'll be right there. So he comes over and coach Chessie comes over to me and he goes, Robbie, thank you so much for coming all the way from California. It means. So much. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. These dudes aren't, they don't even know where I'm from. Like this is, this is not good. So then yeah. it wasn't really recruiting. So I'm glad you did that. Payback. All right. Well, that's good. That's good. I, I, I appreciate that. All right. La- last game. Uh, we'll talk about, Maybe the best game, to be honest. Maybe the best game in the last two days, 48 hours. I think it could be the best game of the year. Wow, look at you. I do. Illinois-Baylor. Like, where does this go? I mean, 
Is Illinois for real, Rob? As a like, they struggled against Jason Preston in, in Ohio. That, that's going to be the biggest thing for them. Their pick and roll defense has yeah. got to be better. Jason Preston was doing whatever he wanted, shooting threes, getting to the basket, picking pops for other people, getting their bigs involved. It was not good. And with Baylor, you are going to see pick and roll after pick and roll after pick and roll with Jared Butler. And he's got shooters around him. Yep. He's got experience around him. Illinois is going to have to really be on their stuff with their pick and roll defense tonight. Because if they're not, Baylor's going to put up 90 points. And they are going to absolutely just rampage through Illinois' defense. Are you trusting Adam Miller yet? Are you trusting the young guys from Illinois? or is this I, I, really a big like I really like him, but I, I think it's always different, your first big-time college game. And there's no fans, like, which is going to maybe play probably – I guess it could go either way. You know, you could get hyped off that. You could crumble off that, whatever. But I, I do – I don't trust him until I've seen it against somebody good. Curbelo uh, also – I mean, they got two key yeah. guys as freshmen. I, I think also on the interior, Flo Thamba and, and Kofi Coburn is, is really going to be interesting. Thamba was like their third or fourth big last year. And Tristan Clark retires. You lose right. Freddie Gillespie. That's going to be interesting. There's a lot of interesting matchups here. Oh, and Davion, Davion Mitchell is like, that's as good as it gets, right? Can he yeah. hang with Io? Can he keep up with Io? Can anybody keep up with Io? He he has such a burst. You know, it's it's going to be really fun to watch. I, I'm really excited. I wish it didn't start at 10 p.m. or whatever time it does. But you going to make it? You you are old. I'm well. It's 10 Eastern, nine cents. I'll be fine. Uh-huh. You're make it. Uh-huh. Who, who are you picking tonight? Tonight's games. Give me, give me a pick on both. West Virginia, Gonzaga. I'm going Gonzaga. Yeah, and I'm I'm going Baylor. Yeah, I think I am too, but I think both will be close. I, I think I think the Baylor Illinois game will be a great game. I, I really like Illinois. I think they're going to win, especially because it's going to be hopefully like this. I just think Baylor has so many pieces back. Can you can you play Kofi in, in this like? Like, I know you can play him, but are you better without Kofi potentially? Because, again, Baylor can get up and down, and they can really expose Kofi defensively. Yeah, they, they certainly – he was not great in pick and roll against Ohio. I I think you have to play him if you're going to win, though. You have to be able to find a way to utilize his size. Because I, I, I don't think Flo Thamba is – he's not the most physical. No, no. Girl. By yeah, any, if you're playing with them, Illinois really has to make a concerted effort to throw the ball into it. And don't always forget. Not they don't, they don't forget about him. They're just they want they want to shoot. <laughs> wow. They don't want to throw the ball to the big dudes. But I think in order for Illinois to win this game, you have got to throw the ball inside, and you've got to establish him in the first four minutes, just so that Baylor doesn't think this is going to become a track meet. There's got to be some semblance of of some post entries from Illinois early in this game. You know what the nice part will be? That game, not only are you saying it might be the best game of the year, it should be well played even early. Because, the best game so far. Not yeah, the definitely. Game like, yeah. Right. Because you've got veterans. You've right. got veterans on both sides and really good guards. Yeah. That, that to me, that's, that's what last night was missing. That's what Carolina right now has scored 20 points through the first 15 minutes. Why, Rob? Because they don't, they, they got freshman guards. You got freshman guards all over the place. Yep. Now experience is, is going to be huge. And that, that's what makes that Illinois Baylor game so appealing because you have eight or nine guys on the floor at all times who have played at least a year of college basketball. What do you got next, Rob? What's your next game? 
I've got Michigan State. No, I got Illinois on Saturday. Michigan State Sunday. Um, I don't buy know. games or good games? Are they buy games? Buy games. Uh, they're BTN. They're Big Ten Network games. Once we get into conference play, those those will be better. Will be good. So, all right. Well, listen. Have a good night. Drink some, you know, coffee or something to stay up. Because hey, I know you're. I know you're getting older. But that game. Hey, listen. If that game's close, we'll have no trouble staying up for. Uh, no, I. I just want to see somebody make a shot. That's, that's your boy, anyway. That's Scott Drew against a Big Ten team. Like, if you can't stay up for Scott Drew as the number two team in the country, that's your guy. It is. Bob Indiana, baby. I. Right. I got it. Have a good one. All right. Sounds good, dude. Talk soon. Later. Later.